When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everybody. Welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. This is another one of our special quarantine mini-sodes that we're doing uh, during this uh, eventful time in uh, world history. This will this will go in the in the vault. Right. Uh, right. During this. In Get the, ready, uh, Library of Congress. Yeah, Library of Congress <laughs> uh, for this time. It'll be, you know, New York Times, like one of New York Times, <laughs> like, you know, Washington Post, and then directly below that's going to be these, these mini-sodes. But... Uh, yeah, we're just trying to do some fun stuff, you know, uh, put out some extra content while we all have a little extra time to kill. Um, and so this week we're doing uh, something that I am fascinated by, which is fake media inside of other media. Uh, let me explain <laughs> what I mean. Uh, the Girly Show uh, on 30 Rock. Uh, the Muppet Show on The Muppet Show, the actual like show that they're doing. Uh, things like that. I love when that happens because I love imagining what that thing would be like in the real world, whether right. in our world or if you existed in that world, what would it, you know, how would you feel about the girly show? Um, and what I love, like the, it, it, in that example is like the actual show that they're doing every week on 30 rock seems to be terrible. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it would just be fun to be like, and to oh, work that there giant- would be a nightmare. Right, right, right. But just like, that's just like a show that you hate. Like, you right. love the characters, right? But they're actually doing a terrible show that in reality, you would hate those people if you did not know them and that show was just on TV. You'd be like, ugh, why do they keep doing that terrible show? Why does it get canceled? <laughs> um, it, so we're that, doing- that, so, that show that they did on Studio 60. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Was that just called Studio 60? Studio, Studio 60 something- on the Something. Sunset Strip? Yes, that Is sounds that the... right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a show within the show. Right. Exactly. And you would have hated that show because, uh, although, but see, that's a weird thing. That's a good example where, like, from us watching the show, it seemed terrible, yet within the world of the show, everyone apparently loved it. It was like yeah, the biggest comedy show ever. Right. Exactly. So weird. Yeah. Uh, but, and that's what we're going to discuss today because, uh, along with that, are. A, a sort of a more few uh, music focus is fake bands. I love a good fake band, and I love thinking about what this fake band would be like in the real world. So here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna run through four songs and uh, by fake bands uh, and their and their fake bands. Give you a little information about the real thing and then how it exists in the fictional universe. And then we are going to discuss if we were a all powerful god that could bend reality to our will, and we could pluck one of these fake bands out of their fictional universe and bring them into our world, and there would be a real band that exists in our world, which of these four bands would we select? And then we're going to give justifications as to why we have picked that band uh, out of the four. Make sense? Mm. Yes. Great. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Are you asking uh, us or the audience? <laughs> I mean, I was asking the audience, but you know, then I start to panic when I don't get any feedback. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I'm I'm desperate for for any kind of positive feedback and attention. So. <laughs> Think about uh, how Dora same. feels. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So here we go. So yep. um, the first song we're gonna do is "Sugar Sugar" by the Archies. Sugar. Sugar by the Archies, the real song was released May of 1969. It reached number one on the U.S. Hot 100. Um, and it was recorded by a bunch of studio musicians managed by Don Kirshner. Nice. And Ron Dante was the main singer uh, with uh, singer Tony Wine and Andy Kim, who was one of the songwriters, on backup. Um, and in the fictional universe... Uh, in the cartoon, the Archies are a garage band formed out of a bunch of high school students. Uh, Archie is on lead guitar. Reggie is on bass. And surprisingly, surprisingly. I did not remember this when I rewatched the, the clip from the cartoon today. Surprisingly, Reggie is the lead vocalist. Yeah. Really? Would have yes. thought it was Archie. Yeah. Archie, Archie is playing lead guitar. Reggie is on bass and, and singing. Um, Veronica is on electric organ Betty is on tambourine Jughead is on drums and they're being conducted for some reason by Jughead's dog Hot Dog um, <laughs> sure like most rock but, bands uh, they have a conductor sure uh, but within the fictional universe of the show they are performing at a school carnival although Archie does say uh, at the top before they start playing that this is their new hit record so presumably somehow they've recorded this song and put it out um, whether that's more of a local thing or it's a national uh, pressing, not sure. Um, they they seem to be putting no promotion into right. <laughs> into it. If they're they, performing, they don't get their real deep into carnival. like distribution in the no. cartoon show. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying they're not. It's not like they're out on tour or anything. Uh, they're performing at their own high school. Um, but uh, yeah. So so what's going on uh, with the actual hit record is not clear. Um, but we can assume it was recorded and released as a single. Um, how it does on the fictional charts is up for debate. We get no information on that. Um, we do, however, get uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch doing magic spells in the middle of their uh, performance. Perfect. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, all right, let's move on to song number two. Uh, this is Fever Dog. Wait, Sabrina the Teenage yeah. Witch was a character from Archie? Yeah. Michael, we can't go down this road. <laughs> Did not that's know an that. off-mic conversation that's going to take a long time. Yeah, Sabrina, Sabrina, uh, and um, Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, they came from Archie. Yes, yeah, Michael. We'll talk about it later. Michael, I can't. This is <laughs> this is very complicated. But yes, scrap the rest of this. I need to hear about this. Michael, write down your notes on a piece of paper, and we'll discuss it <laughs> off mic. Song number two. Is Fever Dog by Stillwater. So, Stillwater is the fictional band from Cameron Crowe's film. Almost Famous, 
the actual song was released September 12th because that's when the Almost Famous soundtrack was released. Uh, it was not released as a single, uh, so did not chart. But it was written by Nancy Wilson of Heart, and oh. it was performed by Mike, Re- Mike McCready of Pearl Jam and Nancy Wilson um, with Marty Friedson Fredrickson. singing. Fredrickson, thank you, singing. Yeah, by the way, on a lot of these, it was hard to, to get the full uh, list of who performed on them. Uh, no, I never found the drummer on any of these songs. They just never, <laughs> no one ever lists the drummer. Nobody cares. Every drummer Sorry. listening right now is saying, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Nancy Wilson wrote it, and she said of the song, it was the goal to make a band that was really good, but not all the way formed yet. That uh, would make sense that they're an opening for Black Sabbath kind of sound. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. I just wanted to throw that out there. So within the fictional universe, Stillwater is an up-and-coming hard rock band in 1973. Uh, Russell Hammond, played by Billy Crudup, is on lead guitar, and Jeff Jeff Bebe, who's uh, Jason Lee in the movie, is the lead singer. Uh, they have kind of like a Mick Jagger, Keith Richards vibe going on. Um, and it's not explicit... It's not made explicit in the movie how well Stillwater is doing commercially, uh, but they are uh, on tour opening for big bands like Black Sabbath, and they are, at the end of the movie, featured on the cover of Rolling Stone. So They're the up-and-comers. They're, yeah. They're at least a known quality, and they are the up-and-comers. Song number three is That Thing You Do by The Wonders. So the song was released September 24th, 1996, and it peaked at number 41 on the U.S. Hot 100. It was written by Adam Schlesinger of Fountains of Wayne, and it was performed by Mike Viola, who's more of a producer, but he's a musician, and Schlesinger. Now, I do have to talk about very briefly a sad thing that uh, Adam Schlesinger did um, pass away recently Mm -hmm. uh, from COVID-19, unfortunately. Uh, this is not why we're doing this. Uh, this is some, this is an idea I'd come up with a while ago, but, uh, it is an unfortunate coincidence, uh, that that happened. Um, I do want to say I love Founds of Wayne and I love this song period. Yeah. But I also, but I also love this song in the context of the movie. Um, this, this song is probably gotta be top five fictional media. Like oh, I was discussing. Because it is a great song, right? And it is a song that you don't mind hearing like a dozen times within the course of the movie, okay? Right. But it is also, and here's a great thing. I don't know how intentional this was, but I'm, I'm sure it was pretty intentional. The other thing that's amazing about it is it is a real B plus of a song. <laughs> and I mean that as a compliment. In that it is not, I want to hold your hand. It is not Mrs. Robinson, right? It is not uh, Brown Sugar. It is a song that within the context of the movie, you 100% believe would be, would be like a, a rocket, like super popular, and then it would fade. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not a long-standing song. It's a song that you will eventually get sick of. But for the moment, you're like, oh, I can see why this is like super catchy and super popular. But it's, like I said, it's not I Want to Hold Your Hand. It's Hang On Sloopy. Yeah, and a right? song that it's, wouldn't sustain a band for its entire career. Right. It's one right. of the other ones. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? It's not, it's, it, you know, it wouldn't make the cut of like the canon from 60s music, but it's like 
it's just right below there. Right. It's like, oh yeah, it's 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 not the Beatles, it's not the Who, it's not Simon and Garfunkel, it's Paul Revere and the Raiders. Right. Right. Yep, yep. Like it's good, but it's just not. It's not like at that level. It was um, the song so of the you, summer, but next summer right. you sort of forgot about it. Exactly. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it was perfect right in there. Um, so within the fictional universe, uh, the Wonders are an up-and-coming Beatlesque rock band from Erie, Pennsylvania, in 1964. Uh, Jimmy Mattingly is guitarist and lead vocal. Lenny Hayes is the lead guitar. Guy Shade Patterson is on the drums, and the ba- bass player, which I discovered from Wikipedia, is never named. Uh, <laughs> they never say his name. Don't they keep on? Uh, repla- I thought they kept on replacing the bass player. They replace him at least once. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that from the movie. Yeah, yeah, because I think the original bass player gets drafted into the army. That's right. He gets, he gets replaced by someone else. Yes, but um, so within the fictional universe, that thing you do peaked at number two on the U.S. Hot 100, which I love that it was number two, not number one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but the band broke up immediately after that, so they basically are a one-hit wonder. Um, not surprisingly, that's the whole point of the movie. But right. the band breaks up as. <laughs> After their one hit, they break up. So there's no chance for anything else. Okay. The fourth song is It's a Sunshine Day by the Brady Kids. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. The summer sun's calling my name. I hear you now. I just can't stay inside all day. I gotta get out. Give me some of those rays. It was written by Stephen R. McCarthy. Uh, I looked him up. This is his only credit. <laughs> Uh, other than the fact that he was the music supervisor on some 80s horror movie that I never heard of, and I'm not even sure if that's the same guy. Great. Um, it's probably his only credit because that is a pseudonym for Greg Brady. Oh, that's true. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if it was? That'd be amazing. Um, <laughs> but uh, I don't What's the name? I forget Greg Brady's actor's name. I used to Barry know. Williams. Barry Williams. Barry Williams. Um, so, and it's performed by the kids from the Brady Bunch. They are, they are actually singing. Uh, as uh, I saw an interview with, with Barry Williams where he was like, yeah, it was definitely a singing because no professional singer would sound like that. Uh, that definitely <laughs> sounds like six kids who don't know how to sing, singing a song. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I, I, that makes sense. That does make sense. Um, and uh, yeah, and some studio musicians of which I could find almost no information on. So <laughs> I think by design. Yeah, I think so too. Um <laughs> They so scrub within... the internet of their of that credit. No, no, I don't even. I don't think it's that. I mean, because the no, song is amazing. By the way, Rachel, <laughs> I think it's because it, they it it was the Brady Kids, and that was it. Like, right. there's right. I mean, they're not there's labeled no on one the, else. Yeah, they're exactly. Not on the on the album, I was surprised that at some point in the last forty years or whatever, someone had not like you know written some like expose article. Uh, about who actually performed it, but I could not find any information. Uh, it's also very possible that just nobody cares. Right. Um, I do. But anyway, so within the fictional universe, uh, the kids appear on a local TV show, the Peter Stern Amateur Hour, um, and it is to get money to buy a silver platter for their parents' anniversary. Yep. How they came by this original composition or who is playing the music, because if you guys remember, they are not playing instruments, they are only singing. So where this track is coming from is is never mentioned. Yeah. Also, um, the song fades as they take their bows. So, <laughs> well, but I mean, it does make sense that it's like a bandstand thing where it's where it could, at least the music could be pre-recorded. But where they got this music, 
I don't think it's ever commented. No, Dan, <laughs> they just the vocals suddenly... fade as they take their bows. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The that's whole fair. thing that's fades. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I, 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 now I understand what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. That makes sense. <laughs> well, anyway. And as um, they take their bows, all you hear is just like spangles, like banging together. <laughs> so as far, I believe within the context of the show, this is the only performance of it we ever see. I don't think it's, they ever mentioned that they recorded and released it. However, there are other episodes where they are in recording studios. If you remember the one where uh, the middle boy, whatever Peter. his name was. Peter. Uh, his voice is cracking. Um, they are in a recording studio Time for to change. Um, and uh, Greg also was briefly Johnny Bravo. So right. they And you they know why? He fit the suit. suit. But presumably, <laughs> they have some, at least a local recording presence. Right, right. Uh, due to the fact that like they were in the recording studio, but whether or not this song was was released uh, as a single is, is uh, not discussed. Uh, but I think we can probably imagine that, you know, again, it was probably like one of those local 45s. You know, maybe it didn't make it out of whatever town they were in in California. But, uh, you know, they probably, you know, probably like a local. They made thing, enough money to buy that silver tray for their parents' anniversary. They right. did. They, they played did. a moose well, they they win... lodge here and there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they, they I th- believe they won the $100 for the amateur hour um, in order to get the, the silver platter right and but, if i recall um, it's because jan like jan screwed something up she screwed up yeah i just i i did not remember this <laughs> uh <laughs> from the episode that i probably watched 30 years ago but uh on on nick and night shout out to, to nick and night but um yes on the according to the wikipedia article she misunderstands thinking that the engraving is 87 cents but it's 87 cents a letter oh so yes they don't have the 56 dollars that they need to cover it so they have to uh, of course, go on a local amateur hour uh, television show. <laughs> what oh, else would you do Jan. to get $56? Not like, I don't know, have a bake sale or, or have a car wash or something? No. Or so anyway. maybe like cut down the number of letters. Right. That too. Well, I, think know, that, that, that I think it's already done. That should be your first done. option. To be fair, I think it's already done. I don't think she could take it back now. It's oh, okay. But these kids who I believe till this point have shown no musical ability or interest right. in music of any kind suddenly have a six-person singing group with an original composition that they go on TV, but whatever. Let's and not, costumes. Let's, I, they, also, they also had a dog that disappeared without an explanation, so let's not... <laughs> there's some weird stuff going on in the Brady House, <laughs> what I'm saying. Now, I do, I do want to mention that you will notice that I credit it to the Brady Kids, which they are credited as within the show. They are not the Brady Bunch. They are the Brady kids. Sure, so sure. Just, just throwing that out there. That with that show, Brady Bunch, music group, within the, the fictional universe, the Brady kids. So, okay. Yeah, it wasn't a show within a show. It was a band within a show. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, the Peter Stern Amateur Hour was a show. Was the show within the show. Within the show within the show. Right. So they were the fictional group within the fictional show within the larger show. There were a lot of shows within, show, within the show in the Brady Bunch, I think. Wasn't there like yeah. the Cartoon King and... Listen, it was a vast universe. It was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It was, yeah, it was the original MCU. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was the BBCU. Okay, so... And then Mannix used the, the Brady Bunch set as part of their set, too, so I think Mannix li- is part of that universe. <laughs> Probably. Yes. Um, <sighs> the, the number of people who know what Mannix are... Uh, is listening to this right now are are the three of us listening yep. back to our <laughs> own right. episode. So great. Okay, so sugar, sugar by the Archies, Fever Dog by Stillwater, 
That thing you do by the Wonders and Sunshine Day by the Brady Kids. Who wants to start? Who, which of these fictional bands would you like to have existed in the real world? Now, one thing that you can um, discuss criteria-wise is imagining what else would have happened beyond the confines of the movie or the TV show that we saw. So, uh, you know, if it's 1964, what happens? What's happening in 74, 84, 94? Like, what kind of career? Are they having beyond this? I, um, and what 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 do you what do you imagine their albums and their output might have been? Other media they might have done. Rachel, I mean, we have to choose just one. I mean, I, I mean, if you want to discuss, I mean, I I think you know, I think they're all so incredibly different. The mm. I think they would have extremely different careers. Uh. But I I do think if I had to choose one that I would like to have uh, be willed into existence, mm-hmm. I think it would probably be, but this is, it's tough because we have to look at it as if we don't know the end result. Of, yes. Like, because I, w- I would say the wonders, but at the end of that movie, they break up. But well, I, here's the thing. Yeah. So first of all, I do want to say, uh, I forget if I mentioned this or not, the... One thing to keep in mind is that we do, as a, a, a person here in the real world, and, and we're playing them into the real world, we would not know their backstory, right? Right. Because in in, we've watched the movies, we've seen the TV shows, so we know everything about them. We would simply be outside people uh, you know, consuming this media. So we may not feel the same way about them uh, as we do as fictional characters, if that makes sense. Sure, um, sure. So, so that is also that is also a factor here that you cannot think about like, oh man, I love the Brady Kids. I love watching that show growing up. No, you would not know any of that. You would not know about the football in the face. You wouldn't know about meeting <laughs> Davy Jones. You I mean, you would because that would be Ash- all over the news. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. But you would know about Slow the Ashton uh backyard. You would know about none of that. You would only know that they, these kids put out this song uh, in 1974 or whatever. So. so- I mean, I think I I, st- I still think I stick by the wonders and that thing you do mm-hmm. because to me they would have uh th- they have a sense of being uh on the verge of something and also mm-hmm. having very individual ideas of what music they want to do and so there would be a sort of breaking up point but out of that I think we would get different. Uh, like different specific um, okay. bands. So you're imagining you're imagining solo careers, I'm or a, or they're forming new bands. Some, I think it's a I think it's a diverge and reconverge type situation. I think they would right. they would do that kind of like you know do their own thing and then come back on on top of the you know uh, on top of the roof like the Beatles did. You know, I think right. there would be those kind of moments between them. Um, yes. I like this. I was I was gonna say because you can imagine, right? So they break up in like 1964, right? Right. But now imagine, so they 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 existed in the real world. They this single went to number two, right? So it was a right. very known quantity. Now it's like 1982, right? And 60s nostalgia is all the rage. Okay. And what about a reunion? These guys yeah. they they put their differences aside. Uh, you know, there, there's a renewed interest in them. 
Uh, I mean, obviously they were not at this level, but much like the monkeys coming back together in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, the Hell Freezes Over tour. Right. The Hell Freezes Over tour. Uh, they come back together and they start touring and maybe they start making new music now at a more mature See? age, right? Um, They've yeah, all gone but they and close all their shows with that thing you do. Of course. Oh, absolutely. They open yeah. and close their shows with that <laughs> thing you do. And I think, you know, it would be one of those one of those songs that show up on, you know, those time life compilations. Mm-hmm. You're like, yeah. there's always a snippet of that thing you do on every compilation. You're like, whatever happened to them? And then you go see them right, at right. like a bandstand at Jones Beach. You know, yes. like it, they, they're exactly. that kind of band that they're I'll always around. Yeah. In around 2005, uh-huh. they will have a Broadway jukebox musical. A hundred percent, Michael. That, yeah. yes. Called, obviously, That Thing You Do. That Thing You Do, will, yeah. Right. Which will be turned into a movie called That Thing You Do, which is the movie That Thing You Do. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but what's it. funny is like, but what's funny is like, it's not, it's not the same movie as the movie we know because like it's fictionalized. Like right. that movie that we that we've saw here in the real world, that's what actually happened. Right. The right. fictionalized, like it would be like fictionalized by like thirty percent, and well, so that it would, would be not the first, actually be. Yeah. I mean, that would be the first thirty minutes of that movie because they've now had a full career. That's true. Anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if I had to choose one of these four, that thing you do would be my. My go-to. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right. Um, yeah. Well, here's what I here's what I would say. Yeah. And that is, so I'm going to quickly kind of go through and tell you why I'm going to knock some of these off. Okay. okay. So you pick the wonders. So I'm not going to take that only because, again, I don't know how, like I was discussing, like I'm imagining, you know, it's, it's 1982, right? They get back together and they start doing new stuff. They're trying to rekindle the old magic because like the 60s nostalgia thing is going full tilt you know right. they're they're showing up on like local you know or like daytime talk shows and stuff you know they're they're back and they're, they're going around they're they're doing like you know local oldies radio station like sure. concert series 
kind of yeah, thing. They're on local it, you know, PBS, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're doing it, they're doing it. But, you know, it's, but the stuff that, I mean, you know, it's, they're, now it's too late. Like, the, the, the new stuff is not that great, and they're just, they're really milking that thing you do. And look, everyone likes that thing you do. You know, it's a classic yeah. song that everyone knows, right? You hear it all the time. Uh, you know, it was just on the Wonder Years the other day. Like, it's totally, everyone loves it. But, you know, it's it's a little pathetic, right, at this point. Um, now, uh, Stillwater, uh-huh. great band, but I think the problem is is that it's, they're, they're at least from the version that we get in uh, the, the movie, right, they're too close to their- I'm sorry, Dan, what movie? I don't know. Uh, All I know is Stillwater <laughs> the band in real life. You're right. You're right. I'm not, so... but I'm talking about the, the music that we get, the song that we hear, right. and the other music. It's too close to their influences, right? It's too, like, if, if this is all there ever was, the Trouser Press Guide uh, entry there's uh, for Stillwater, there's no chance they wouldn't mention Led Zeppelin. Right. It, they're right? Gonna, yeah, they're um, going to get enveloped by larger, the larger influences. They're just writing the coattails of right. these influences. And they just seem like an also-ran. However, there is a possibility that they will grow and break out of that. Right. Um, so maybe they're putting together like amazing like music that's all their own uh, later into the seventies and and into the early eighties possibly when I assume probably probably the Billy Crudup character dies of an overdose and then the the, the band oh a hundred a hundred percent and I, they get a new you know they get a lead a new lead singer and I think that right. I think they would take a similar trajectory as Led Zeppelin where like you know it gets to be the nineties or and the two thousands they're doing like acoustic stuff they're doing right. a standards album you know they like really they do mtv it. unplugged that's what i'm saying they're doing they're taking a course where like they're they're going the the rod stewart way or the you know the robert plant way where they're saying all right we're just gonna grow with our audience i guess and not just keep on putting rock and roll albums out like yeah. i don't think they they go an aerosmith route and just keep on the hard rock uh you know side of things right i think they go yeah, more yeah. rod stewart Yes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And like I said, I think so they I'm going to I'm going to put them to the side for the second. They 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 are in the running. Okay. Um then I'm going to move on to the Brady kids. And here's the problem with the Brady kids is again, we're only seeing it from the outside. Right. So the Brady kids are basically the Osmonds. Right? Um and they're going to go on every talk show. They're like they're the blended family Osmond, right? Yeah. So they're going to go on every talk show. They're gonna tell. They're gonna tell the same story about how their mom met their dad, and you know, and they uh, they got married, and they were a blended family, and then they all started singing together, uh, and they went on these local talk shows, and it would just be so cloying and obnoxious, and it would it would just be it would be terrible. Um, I mean, that would music, be it'd be a fifteen minutes of fame thing. Absolutely right, and it would just and and then and then they would never stop, much like. The real actors who play the Brady Bunch uh, milt it uh, right up until like about ten years ago. Uh, right. They would just they would just be uh, you know going on every local thing. They'd be on the Seven Hundred Club. It would be horrible. Um, so definitely not the Brady kids. They are out. Love the Brady Bunch. Uh, lo- lo- love the kids themselves. I'm just saying, as an outsider, I would totally dismiss them, and and it would be terrible. So definitely not the Brady kids. Which brings me to the Archies. Sure. Now, I've talked on the show before that I think this song is great. Yes. Uh, these kids are crackerjack. 
They've 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 got some outsider art energy that I love. Um, and I feel like they got potential. Now the problem is I do know the other song they released, Everything's Archie, is not very good. So you know, I mean, they, you know, it's a downward spiral if the name of your band and your lead guitarist is in the name <laughs> right. of the song. It's not even the last name. It's his no, it's first his name. first name. <laughs> he's he, and he's not even the lead singer. He's the guitarist, right? So, uh, you know, but yeah, it's definitely it's a Jay Giles band situation. The guy <laughs> who's singing is not Jay Giles, everybody. Just so you know, <laughs> right. it's the guitarist. Um, but yeah, so oh, really. Yeah. Yes. I'm blowing Michael's mind today. With these facts. <laughs> I love it. Um, you got you to gotta prepare him for that kind of stuff. You got to say, Michael, hold on to your hat. Yeah. Michael, Jay Giles was a teenage witch. I don't know how to tell you that. Oh, my God. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. That, that's probably going to ferment a lot of trouble down the line. You know, why aren't they called like the Riverdale gang or something, right? Like wouldn't that, that would, that would make more sense than the Archies. Like, cause then everyone's going to, cause then like the Ramones where they're going to think everyone in the band, their name is the Archies. And then Veronica's like, my name is not Archie. Stop <laughs> calling me like Archie. and the Blowfish, yeah. It's like a Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway. So, I, I'm, I'm confused, Dan. So you're voting for the Archies. I'm not, hold on. I'm okay. not there yet. Sorry. Well, the only thing I was saying was, is I, I do think, this is what I'm saying. I think. Them, th- th- there's, there's a real danger here, right? But I do imagine that these kids could make the leap from a, like, I want to hold your hand to, like, a rubber soul and then on to, like, a white album. I really, I think wow. these kids Wow, it. you're wow. putting a lot that of is, faith in the Archies. Is, I'm just saying. Yes, Michael, I, I was going to say the same thing. You are putting a lot of faith into the Archies. I just, and I into, feel like. And into Reggie's, uh, Reggie's sense of responsibility. Uh, yeah, I mean that's he's 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 not making it to like more than two albums. There's no. Way. I'm just. I mean, that's possible. Maybe there's and a lot of lineup changes. By a dog. They can't, but that's can't, a great. That's a great. You can't detail. have a long career with a dog as your conductor. That dog <laughs> that's would what die. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's true. The dog is eventually. The dog's not going to make it long term. <laughs> that's true. But they'll probably replace him like Lassie. It's not a big deal. Listen, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that you know. Look, may, like I'm saying, like maybe it could blow up, but I, I, I just think the fact that these high school students were able to make a song as good as Sugar Sugar, uh, it just shows me that, I mean, there, there's something innately going on here. Uh, that just, it's just, it's lighting a bottle that's being captured. So now, it, again, it could be a disaster, um, but I really feel like these kids can make the leap. And... As opposed to something like Stillwater, which I think would be very good, but I think would be an also Rand, right? They're not a Led Zeppelin; they're a Blue Oyster Cult. I love Blue Oyster Cult, <laughs> okay? But they're just—they're just one of the other bands. They're Kansas, right? Kansas is great, but it's like it's, they're not Led Zeppelin; they're, they're they're Kansas, right? You hear Kansas every once in a while. But the Archies—they are Beatles through and through. Yeah, I, I'm not saying no, until man. until Veronica goes solo and releases Tapestry. It's possible. But guys, look. But guys, look. The Beatles only lasted seven years. Sure, but they were also the Beatles, Daniel. But I'm not. If they came out with Sugar Sugar at the beginning of their career, I think everybody would look around and be like, I think we got to get out of Liverpool. (laughs) And I I like Sugar Sugar. I I am. Michael, 
I mean, tell me if you believe, if you agree with me, but I am, Dan, quite honestly, yeah. blown away by that take. <laughs> well, I, but again, I think, I think you guys are missing what I'm saying here. I'm, what I'm saying is the fact that these high school students were able to make, cause like Stillwater, these guys are in, they're like Dan, in their late 20s. Three right? out of, but three out of the four bands that we're going, that we're going over today are mm-hmm. made out of, Either people who are already are still in high school or just out of high school. Right. And I, but I'm saying is the fact that these high school students uh, were able to make a song as good as Sugar Sugar leads me to believe that they have a high upside. Now, maybe they would come out with more Everything's Archies and just fizzle out, <laughs> or maybe they would explode and, you know, they would only ever have had Sugar Sugar. That is also possible. I'm just saying, as a betting man, All I right. feel like the Archies have a lot of upside. And I would love to, again, use my godlike powers to pull them out of my television set. Uh, Be very careful not to bring Sabrina because I do not want to introduce actual magic, yeah, actual witchcraft into this world. That would would be disastrous on a number of levels. Um, Also, you don't make them real people. You just keep them cartoons so they freak everybody out. God, how terrifying (laughs) would that be if they were just literal... Literal two-dimensional <laughs> cartoons walking around. Uh, I'd like to see that too. But pull, pull right. them here. Pull, pull them into the real world. Because then also they got a lot of fun stories, right? They have they've had a lot of wacky hijinks. Yeah, but you don't know that. No, but I'm you're but I'm going saying by I, the song, Daniel. I'm I I'm am saying, holding you to your own rules. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I'm saying on the talk shows, on the you know on the the Rolling Stone cover story, they have a lot of very funny stories to tell about their adventures in high school. When they met and formed this band, um, and their good friend and rival band, uh, who travels in space, apparently. I'm That's sorry. True. What? <laughs> oh, well, Michael, well, yeah. please. What? What? The, There's the, a ba- a band in space. Yeah, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Josie and the Pussycats. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. They, oh, Josie. They went. I understand. They went into yes. space. They were. Yeah, yeah. They were okay. clearly space travelers. I don't know that they're right. rivals. They could do a double bill. I don't know if they, um, yeah, well, I think they were maybe friendly, a double bill, but, but like there's definitely going to be like contract disputes over like <laughs> who opens, who closes. I'm going with the Archies. Uh, only I like Stillwater, I think is the safe bet. But like I said, with the Archies, I think there's a high upside and I can see like a 25% chance. Again, it, this song was released in 64 by 71. They're on the white album. They're, they're, they're changing I mean, the world. Wow. Possibly. <laughs> right. Possibly. What I'm do you think they are? Definitely. Bill and Ted? I'm saying yeah. possible. <laughs> um, Michael, what a, let, let's I just your I just want to clarify that uh-huh. go, going just based on the fact that it's their early work showing potential. Um, hmm. You hear on the radio <laughs> the words, I think I'm going to be sad. I think it's today. Yeah. And that translates to you. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. <laughs> But here's the thing, though. But here's the thing: <laughs> is the Beatles. I want to hold your hand. Is that any dumber than Sugar Sugar? No, that's the point. It's better. Uh, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, hold on, hold on. It is no, unquestionably better. Think- but but when you're comparing things to the Beatles, it's not totally right. fair. I'm just saying that I no one would no one would have imagined the song that sang "I Want to Hold Your Hand" when it was released was going to like invent new music genres with every album that they did. Nobody saw that coming. 
I'm just saying, uh, I think the Archies have the same upside potential. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. I'm just saying I would be fascinated to watch it. Well, okay. I would be fascinated so the Beatles... to use my godlike powers, <laughs> pull them into the real world, and then open up a history book or whatever, you know, or, or go to the record, uh, go, go to the, the bookstore and pull the annotated history of the real-life Archies off the shelf and read and see what happened. That's all I'm saying. I think, though, the Beatles, like... Certainly their early stuff is, like, deceptively simple. Right. Like, if you listen to... The, I Want to Hold Your Hand is, is, like, an upbeat early 60s pop song. If you... There's a version of it. It might have been from that movie. The name I forgot. But, like, there's, there's like, a, a slowed down version of it. it mm-hmm. Listening... The lyrics are simple but it's it's like an oscar hammerstein sort of thing they're simple lyrics simple rhymes but like very complicated and i never thought on this show we would be sitting here debating the (laughs) virtues of the beatles i'm not who's debating the virtues of the beatles they're okay but they're no archies no that's not what i said i said that's what i'm taking away from it if they are the well you're taking the wrong away the wrong thing i'm saying if they are the funnier my way but I'm saying if they're the gold standard, I see a similar... I'm not saying they're going to become the Beatles. I'm just saying I see a similar upside to the Archies. When, when the Beatles wrote, I want to hold your hand, they probably had like seven, eight years on the Archie kids. The Archie kids are like 10th grade. They're not even seniors. And they're putting out Sugar Sugar. Are you kidding me? The song is amazing. For 15-year-olds, they wrote and performed? It went to number one in real life. Come on, man. <laughs> Dan. How long until Dan just knocks over the mic and takes off his headphones? Come on, this is a mini sode, Michael. What is your opinion? Like, and if we're if we're talking about like something impressive, how about that dog who's a conductor? Yeah, <laughs> it's more impressive I'm than tenth graders they're writing friends, sugar sugar. They're friends with a witch. They would have a lot of amazing stories to tell. And space traveling cats. I want to I want to read the biography of this band that really exists. They had Doesn't friends really? that went into outer space. They had oh they were friends with a witch. They had a dog that could conduct. It would be amazing. That's all I'm saying. All, all right, right you might Michael. have sold me on this actually. Yes, Michael, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is clearly the Brady Kids. I knew it. Okay. Yeah, because you know me. Why? Give us uh, a lowdown. First of all, because they're awesome. Um, that song, considering, I, I, I think we established that's their first real song. That song is amazing. We don't right. know where it came from, so we have to assume that Greg wrote it because Greg wrote most of their songs was, and when they recorded as the Brady Five, I think they ended up mm-hmm. recording as. There's a dance break in the middle. They have choreography. Um... I think in terms of trajectory, they are siblings. So even if they break up temporarily, go on hiatus, they're never really going to break up. They're still going to keep doing things. I think this episode was not episode song was uh, like 1973. So as the decade goes on, I think they'll have their own variety show, which they did. Which they did. Well, yes. And that is a great That's point. a good yes. point. Michael. If they are popular enough within reality, they would have had a, they would have had a variety show. Right. Unquestionably. I mean, Jan might not have shown up, but um, 
Well, that's hilarious. Because that's <laughs> the thing. Like, what if pretty quick? Because I know if like, because in reality, obviously, the girl who played Jan did not show up. So like, what if that is the case? Like, what if one of the siblings is not interested? And so there is summer replacement for Pink Lady and Jeff, and there's only <laughs> there's only the five of them, and they just never mention the one sibling who's not there. Yeah, it's like she's she's the Zeppo. Like she's just <laughs> like she's, she gets forgotten about. Or um, they get a, an actress to play her, and they just make uh, pretend like everything's normal. Right. Like, oh well, yeah, you've always too. been Jan. That's possible too. I mean, the other thing is on that variety show, the parents are also involved. So yes. that's like imagine like. Uh, the Jackson Five, except Joe Jackson is coming out and is doing <laughs> comedy bits well, uh, I mean, with I mean, the kids. There's no way. I mean, Michael, tell me if you. I mean, it's it's your pick, so tell me if you disagree. But they do a variety show, but there's no way that they're not doing basically what the Brady kids did anyway, which is fall deeply into reality TV. When right. reality oh, TV by comes I out. mean by the nineties, yes. yes, yeah, yeah, by the yeah. 90s. that's way down the line. Yeah. Well, and that's what's fascinating is I think if the Brady kids were real, their career tra- trajectories would probably be very parallel to what happened to the actual actors from the show. Like, I, you're right. They would have a variety show in, like, in the late 70s, like 80s. They're bouncing around doing like things. And by the 90s, they're doing celebrity boxing. Right. They're doing like, you know, celebrity rehab, whatever. Ooh, like, and it's, yeah. and it's a, 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 a complete train wreck. Yeah, you that know you what's can't funny? turn away from. No, you no, no. It's... I don't think it would be a train wreck. I think what would definitely happen is they would have the variety show. I think mm-hmm. Greg would probably go solo. Of course. But he would, but he would still. I, th- I don't think the band would officially break up. He would be like releasing solo projects on the side, and they'd still be the Brady kids or the Brady Five. Right. Uh huh. Um,. I think what would happen would Greg would be the first solo artist. Mm-hmm. But then I think like Marsha would yeah. like also release a solo album and she would be like a superstar. Oh, so yeah. So you don't think, because I was going to ask, because obviously the parallels here are the Osmonds, um, in which Donnie and Marie broke out of. Right. Right. Um, so there could be that thing where like Greg and. Uh, Marsha, right, are doing a thing together. Like, they become the breakout. Maybe they have the variety show, and the other kids are forgotten. Or, is it a thing where one of them becomes the Michael in the Jackson 5, right? One of them really breaks out. Yeah. And the rest of them try to hold it together as the Jackson slash the Brady's. Like, they're st- they're they're putting out torture uh, in the 80s, and nobody think- cares. <laughs> because the Greg is the Michael. I mean, he's 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 blowing up like he's changing the world with his music and dance um and they're just trying to hold it together like and ride his coattails i think those are kind of your two possibilities i mean i think there's room for both to be successful but i do think one is going to be like the megastar i think yes much like donnie and marie i think the others will sort of have a similar path to donnie marie where they are big stars who kind of do everything. They have a talk show. They have a a, a Vegas show. Um, right. Oh, yeah. They definitely yes, go to Vegas. They're on Vegas TV. Show. Like, or, Donnie or and Marie have Branson. been on TV for over 50 years. Yeah, yeah. Right. You oh! Know, nonstop. Yeah, you just reminded me. Right, and then Greg has the 80s song. What was that? What was that? Um, oh, Michael, that? you know what it is. The, uh, the, the Osmond, the Donnie Osmond song. Yeah, what is it? Donnie oh, Osmond. Um, Soldier of Love. Yeah. 
song. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And Greg has the comeback single. Right. The Soldier of yep. Love-esque comeback single in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Michael, you're selling me on this. It's good. Yeah, I had not, I had not fully thought. Because it would all be a me- Like, I would hate all of it, but it also would be fascinating to watch. And that's, that's what I'm saying about all of these. It, each one of these uh, four bands would mm. definitely... You definitely could pull them in, and I would be all for it, and they would have completely different careers, except for the Archies, who are clearly the Beatles in disguise. But aside right. from that, um, <laughs> yeah. each one of them, I would, I would I'm not pull even out. fighting it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. When Reggie <laughs> leaves the band and forms Wings, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, they would all have solo careers later on. But I do. Oh think- my God, guys! <laughs> and when oh, and when Archie was shot in New York City. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Right Damn. in front of his wife. So, oh, come on, Michael. It was incredibly tragic. I'm just saying it was horrible. Okay. Happy Christmas, Betty. <laughs> like Happy Christmas, God. Archie. Happy Christmas, Betty. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so that anyway, uh, that's my my wrap up is basically. I think we chose very three very good, very distinct choices. I also yeah. still would like to see Stillwater go go come forward and be come out of the ooze into into our uh, world, <laughs> but yeah. um, but yeah, I'd like I think, to see all four of these. But yeah, yeah, I think all four of them. God bless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would just end this episode by saying I'm just sad that we can't do this, uh, and that we will not get to see uh just how the archies would have changed the world i mean <laughs> or, could you imagine? wait or can we stay tuned next week <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah by the way i'm sabrina the teenage witch and i'm going to make this happen um, and michael right. donnie and marie osmond well this has been our mini show i hope everyone is staying safe and happy in there uh please stay indoors uh follow the government guidelines as best you can and we will make it through this together uh and uh yeah i hope everyone is uh healthy and safe out there and thanks for listening we'll be back next week with a uh a main main line mainstream episode what do we want to call it our, our main feed regular episode. episode. regular, episode. regular <laughs> episodes um but until then uh, and when we so do when we do another mini-sode about fake bands uh stay tuned for our review of uh zach attack yeah uh, totally oh, yeah, oh, yeah man, we gotta talk totally. zach attack next time you bet michael Oh, there's gonna be a part two. It's there's on record. Two is this. there enough? Is there enough fake dances that we could do a fake like? Because we could do the sprain. Well, we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Later. offline conversation. Uh, um, but uh, it would just be it would just be funny if we just watched that episode and then tried to imagine we were at home just watching that episode of <laughs> what is the, is it American Bandstand? What it's hosted by Casey Kasem because uh, they're on a show, right? They're on a show. Uh, so, like, yeah, it's some yeah. Casey Kasem show. didn't host American Bandstand. No, I know. You know, I, I meant like American Bandstand esque kind of show. Yeah. Um, but just be, trying to imagine being at home watching, like, why is this show shot in like a cafe? And who are these <laughs> kids that are in like the whole show? What kind of dance is this? And why did it win? This is insane. <laughs> anyway, we can talk about that later. Okay. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cazell. Follow us on the socials like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you can, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. We will uh, be at you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. So everything's Archie. Come on, let's go with the Archie Show. Archie.
Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. Also, Richie Rich and Casper the Friendly Ghost exist in the same comic universe. Um, le- leading what? many people, leading le- due due to the limited uh, art style of those comics, since Casper and uh, Richie Rich look exactly the same, many people have uh, hypothesized that Casper is actually Richie Rich's ghost, uh, <laughs> and that he died as a small child in God. probably some some rich person's related uh, accident, but. That's not what we're here to talk about. We're yeah, here to talk I was about say, Dan, now you write down your notes and we'll speak about it off mic. <laughs> you, two, you know what? You two just speak off mic. I'll do the rest of the episode. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.